this is Mel. Hey, and this is Cam. And this is Their Eyes Were Watching TV, a TV and film podcast. Today, we are going to be discussing P-Valley and the oh, briefly discussing the series finale and the entire series of This Is Us. Uh, so if you have not watched either of these shows, uh, we recommend you uh, pause and then come back and check it out later. Yeah. And thanks for coming back and listening. Yeah. <laughs> Off with the news, Mallory. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so Jennifer Hudson has uh, achieved EGOT status. <laughs> so, of course, she has Grammys, and then she won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress for Dream Girls, and she won a Daytime Emmy last year for the animated short Baba Yaga, which she co-produced. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yes, out here doing her thing. Yeah, so on the low, on the right. low, just quietly became an egot. Right. So, <laughs> I like so, it. Me too. Uh, it's a pretty big deal. Only seventeen people have reached egot status, uh, including amongst those names Whoopi Goldberg and Rita Moreno. Um, she won a Tony for being a co-producer on A Strange Loop which is described by playwright Michael R. Jackson as a self-referential journey of a young Black queer playwright named Usher, who is working as a theater usher, who is writing a musical about a young Black queer theater usher, also writing about a young Black queer theater usher, and so on. So <laughs> you, you can see the loops. Okay. All yeah. right. <laughs> So other producers include Don Cheadle, RuPaul, Alana Glazer, Ooh. Billy Porter. RuPaul, okay. Yeah. Alana. Billy, yeah. oh my. Alan Cumming and Mindy Kaling. Everybody's like, I'm surprised you're not a producer of this. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> and sticking with Broadway, Lena Horn is about to become the first Black woman to have a Broadway theater named after her. Ooh, where? Yeah. Uh, the Brooks Atkinson Theater is going to be renamed in her honor. Is that, is that in New York? Oh, yeah. Um, in New, it's, yeah, it's on Broadway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's Broadway Theater. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. So, yes, I'm a very big Lita Horn fan. So, I was very excited to see that she is iconic. Okay. Did what you... about. Uh, the other young gentleman uh what's his name miles frost he was the one he won for playing michael jackson in the musical mj and he was the youngest person to win best performance by an actor in a leading role oh ever so wanted tony mm-hmm. oh wow i think he has some connection to DC. Maybe he's like went to college here, maybe like a Bowie State or something, something okay. like that. But yeah, you didn't hear about him? I'm surprised. I he was know. like second in the news, like right after the Hudson. Oh, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not really a Tony's gal, so <laughs> <laughs> heard about right. Jay Hood, and but I mean, that's honestly, I didn't even know there was a Michael Jackson musical. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning a lot today, but that's awesome. Congratulations to him too. That's huge. Did you watch College Hill when it was on? 
Yes, of course. <laughs> so your prayers have been answered. It's coming back. College Hill Celebrity Edition premieres June June 27th. So over it already on BET Plus. So cast members include uh, Lanethia Nini Leakes, Ray J, Lamar Odom, Big Frida, Dream Doll, India Love, and Slim Thug. (laughs) (laughs) I just like. I guess all the actual college age celebrities would be like at the height of their careers right about now. That's why they, they couldn't do this. Or like yeah, not wanting to get involved in messiness because they're still trying to like reach superstardom maybe. Yeah. Like I can't see like store breed or somebody like <laughs> <laughs> But like I mean obviously this is people are going to watch for drama because of course i mean with these people especially nini like of course there's going to be drama so but the idea is, is just silly i'm just like i know ray j is going to be trying to hit on them college girls and i'm going to be so grossed out isn't he married i don't know him and princess love break up like every other week so i i have no idea mm-hmm. i just assumed they mm-hmm. were broken up but maybe not true, true. <laughs> but uh it's supposed to like be or the message is supposed to be like it's never too late so (laughs) (laughs) cast members uh are going to be enrolled alongside current students at hbcu uh texas southern university and will work towards completing a certificate program uh in order to walk across the graduation stage i don't know it's kind of (laughs) like At, at a time where like people are paying student debt, like why wouldn't you give like some regular college students chance to be like highlighted? And I, I don't know. It's just, uh, I mean, I'm gonna check out a couple episodes. <laughs> of course, you are talking about, but uh, it's just silly. It's like the surreal life with college edition, you know? Mm, yes. Yeah, that's a very good description i forgot about the surreal life <laughs> that was a but, weird show yeah so well we'll see okay well do you i don't have bt plus do you of course not <laughs> okay <laughs> well you said you were gonna check it out so i didn't know well i didn't know i mean you know you have your ways around that you know of course of course so my last little bit of news is i guess more music related but you know she's been in some films and things uh beyonce is releasing a new single at midnight called break my soul and by, it's june 20th when we're recording so by the time you hear this it'll be out and i'm sure you will be standing but <laughs> that comes out at midnight tonight and i'm just very excited and i've ordered my like renaissance box or whatever from beyonce.com will you be staying up until midnight well i am yeah, like I'm not up past midnight every night. So yeah. True. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. Well, I'll have to hear it in the morning because I'll probably be asleep. <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> okay. I have a bunch of really random things. So let me, you know, try to figure out which ones are actually interesting. 
Ooh, the new trailer for Jordan Peele's new movie, Nope, is in theaters uh, July 22nd, and it's starring Kiki Palmer, Daniel Kaluuya, and Steven Yeun. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the trailer? Yeah, well, is there a different trailer from the one that came out? Like, I can't remember. Was it? No. Was it during the Super Bowl? I feel like it was like a while ago, or maybe during the playoffs. But like, I saw some trailer like a while ago, but maybe they have like one that shows a little more of the plot in it. Oh, no. This is just oh, them, okay. like, like <laughs> turning around and like looking up at the sky at something and being like, <laughs> yes, that I think I did see that. Yes. Uh, that's it. There's one for each of them. Um, so still doesn't tell me much other than it seems like I, I don't know I can't wait I'm excited though I I so far have enjoyed all of his his movies yeah but his horror he, movies I'll, I'll say that does he have non-horror movies yeah he has you know those like Key and Peele movies I think they did a movie you know oh they did what about Keanu Keanu? Yeah, the cat was named Keanu. Yeah, I didn't think you meant the ones he was acting in. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just had to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested to see Issa Rae's new show that's coming out in July as well. It's coming out the 21st and it's called Rap Shit and it's going to be on HBO Max. And it is basically about these two chicks who are in a rap duo and they're trying to make it big. And her shows always have great music. So I'm sure this mm-hmm. one's going to feature a lot of like probably female hip hop. So I'm really excited to, to see this. Her stuff is usually pretty great. I mean, this is her, her follow up to Insecure, which is woo, big shoes to fill, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm so excited for this show. So I can't wait. I can't wait. Another bit of news. Um, I'm surprised that they're doing a Blade reboot. Did you know this? I did not. Well, it is starring Mahershala Ali. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, okay. I did know this and I forgot about it. Yes. <laughs> Apparently they begin production next month. So hopefully we'll be getting that movie in the next, you know. 12 to 16 months hmm, that's cool I, is this a safe place to make a confession <laughs> of course yes I've never seen Blade I think I've seen parts of it but wow wow yeah where were you in the night what how you you who <laughs> watch TV for like <laughs> a living in your childhood <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, I don't know I don't know why. I yeah. I feel like I was maybe saw like half an hour of it once, like in middle school or something when it was on TV, and that was about it. Wow. I remember I remember being somewhere and like I think I was at a friend's house and like it had just come out on Blockbuster and <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know how like you had to get there early on a Friday. Oh yes. Like, yeah get a new release and like her dad had gotten it 
and like we all like sat around and watched it. Um, it was so good. It was uh, it was kind of like I think it came out around the same time as The Matrix, so it had like that you know really like futuristic vibe to it. Black superhero. Yeah, yeah. it's very cool. I think it actually did. They say it like put Marvel on the map, maybe. Oh, is Blade? I was wondering if Blade was Marvel. I didn't yeah. remember. Yeah, I think it, one of those franchises, Marvel DC, I think they said like that made them like really think that superhero movies could be like big and like make a lot of money. And mm-hmm. yeah. look at that. Look at Wesley. Look at her He's responsible for all of this. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Pay him his coins. No. Um, apparently a study was done and market research shows that the fans want the next James Bond to be your guess Silva? ding 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 <laughs> yes that is who they want make it happen Hollywood <laughs> I'm just we've been talking about this for like a decade like <laughs> I mean you know the Daniel Craig era is over so yeah. the lane is there I mean we gotta do it before he gets too old old unfortunately you know yeah well wasn't there like oh i can't think of her name there was uh the black actress who i didn't see the most recent double seven but i think she was like the first woman or something to be a double oh seven level i think it was um oh my god i cannot think of her name i think she's uh Wanda's friend, not not Wanda. <laughs> Wanda. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about Scarlet Witch. She was um, <laughs> Captain Marvel's friend in Captain well, Marvel. Like, Hold huh? on, what is this? Huh? How did we get here? Because there was like rumors since she was like the first woman to have like the 007 like status uh, or government Isn't level. Isn't she status. an American? I'm confused. And then also, I'm like, am I mixing up people? <laughs> Hold on. Um, yeah, Lashana Lynch. Yeah, she's British. I kept thinking Leticia, but yeah, Lashana. And yeah, she was in No Time to Die. Oh, you're not. Oh, you're just saying that actress, not like the character from Mrs. Marvel. Yes. So, yes. Captain Monica Rambo was not in uh was not in double or whatever the James Bond movie is called. Okay. No time to die. But yeah, Lashana Lynch was in that movie and she had the 007 level. And so I feel like there was some buzz like, oh, is she gonna be like James Bond? Like, is she gonna be like um the first female James Bond? Mm. Um so yeah, I don't I haven't heard anything. That was like, you know, before the movie came out last year. So I don't know. But yeah, I feel like the Idris thing has been going on for a solid decade. Yeah, they need to make it happen. You know, the fans yeah. have spoken. Do your yeah. job. <laughs> Give us what we want. <laughs> All righty. I think that concludes the news section. See? See? Claire, <laughs> Claire OKC. <okay>, <laughs> All right. Well, let's 
dive right on in to the pink. <laughs> down what's the word? Down in Louisiana where the something down in the where the girls get they get something shaken. <laughs> I mean you don't have to <laughs> look up the lyrics. I said Louisiana. They're in Mississippi. Yeah. Well, I knew that was wrong. (laughs) Whoops. Well, they went to New Orleans, so maybe that's what threw me off. But duh, Miss Mississippi. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Down in the valley. Down in the valley valley where the girls Uh, get naked if throwing bands. If you throwing bands, then you know she gonna shake it. One, two, break them. Three, four, well, break, break them. <laughs> Three, four, break them. That's my favorite part. Yeah, me too. These niggas cry hard, but these bitches cry harder. It's a, it's a good song. The music's good. The music's great on that show. Yeah, it is. So Pea Valley is about a strip club in Chuckalisa, Mississippi called The Pink, run by the proprietor, the lovely and flamboyant Uncle Clifford, and also now this season owned by the former uh, worker, now majority owner, Autumn (laughs) Knights, (laughs) a.k.a. Haley. Uh, unfortunately, Mercedes uh, did not do her last dance at the Pink. She is still working, and we are seeing her deal with the struggle of being the oldest chick on the pole and having to compete with new booty. Um, <laughs> this new booty. <laughs> you know they've got more tricks than her they've got a couple of things you know they her shoulder is also hurting or was hurting at one point um uh, we come to find out that it has kind of a deeper meaning other than just you know being overworked on the pole um and it ties back to what happened last season we kind of closed the loop on a little bit of the mystery of what happened at the pink at murder night. Um, somebody was shot and killed and we find out that that person was shot and killed by Mercedes. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think he was like, a uh, like maybe a gangster, like some, somebody yeah. in the gang. Um, yeah. so I feel like there's maybe going to be some, there seems to be some rumblings of gang affiliation happening this season with Lil Murder and whoever they picked up from jail. Um, they seem to have been in the gang together and then they get into an altercation this episode with what seems like a rival of some sort. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see how that comes back to play and haunt them. But uh, the pink is essentially struggling to overcome the issues that all businesses, small businesses especially, experience through the pandemic, which is having to be closed due to, uh, you know, ordinances and state laws, whatever, whatever. Um, So they're trying to make a bounce back and they have re-re-re-opened 
and they are in need of a headliner because Mercedes fell from the pole in the last episode and, you know, injured herself and Diamond essentially does a little hoodoo voodoo, snoo snoo on her and (laughs) alleviates her, her shoulder pain that she had been having that made her initially fall from the pole. And that fall looked painful. Like if here's the thing with that, like, I know he did some stuff, but I like diamond did his Santeria or whatnot. (laughs) And I'm sorry, let me not, I'm not saying that to be disrespectful, but it was some kind of like, it was hoodoo. Yeah. And so, um, it was like, seemed mostly to get that, spirit or whatever out of her arm that was i guess the arm that pulled the trigger Mm -hmm. but that was a high-ass fall like it seems like her back would have been broken or crack skull something something like there's no way she's just like oh my arm's a little sore i got some like kt tape on it like (laughs) no (laughs) i guess it ain't her first time (laughs) i guess i like i was so not like Last episode, I was on edge. I'm like, somebody's gonna fall. I just like kept waiting for her. And when she was struggling, I was like, oh god, like, oh, I, ugh, I felt that fall. Yeah, it was gruesome. It was gruesome. Yes, but like you said, luckily this episode she's fine. Yes, she's fine. Back to normal. Yeah. And we see her back on the pole, and uh, we will we will get to that later. <laughs> but uh, who else do we see? Uh, Keyshawn. Keyshawn is on tour on the Dirty Dozen tour, which is the title of this third episode, The Dirty Dozen. And Lil Murder and Miss Mississippi are on <laughs> tour doing a 12-city Southern tour. And we see their progression on getting Keyshawn pretty much out of the prison that is her relationship to mm. actually make it on this tour. Um, I'm actually really proud of Keyshawn because I feel like she is starting to become wise to what is going on specifically with her baby daddy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think she has found a way out for herself. Um, It does suck that she is leaving her children in that situation with someone who is very volatile and has anger issues. Um, It's abusive. But I think she's like, building up the strength and the financial means to get out of the control and trap of this man. So I'm proud of her for finagling that situation. Yeah, come on, am I a crooked letter? <laughs> yeah, she's smart. She's smart. <laughs> like she's playing everybody, that little promoter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, little murder, everybody. Um, and it's so interesting that she is the draw for this tour. She is the reason yeah. why they're getting endorsements. Like, it's crazy how the industry has changed and, like, you know, the tables have turned. That he right. needs her more than she needs him. Mm-hmm. And he's the artist. Yeah. So, love, love, Keyshawn. Um, so this episode, The Dirty Dozen, they're on... Their first, I guess, stop. I don't. I didn't even like register which which city they were in, but I love this uh, pimped out hearse that they're going <laughs> on tour in. <laughs> it is so beautiful and plush on the inside. I just want to like lay in it, you know. Oh, 
I think I'm good on that, but I see where you're coming from. I mean, it doesn't seem practical at all. Like, I don't know where people <laughs> sit, where you put luggage That's what in. I was wondering. Like, I feel like the luggage and the people got to go to the same place. And I don't really see any, like, actual seating. <laughs> I know. I'm like, maybe it's like a station wagon. They put all the luggage on top. <laughs> I right. I don't know. But it doesn't seem practical, but it's very cool. I love that, like, final scene of episode two where they're all inside of it with their masks on and, you know, about to go on tour. I that was, that was weird nice to me like so i liked it but then like um Keyshawn, like takes off her mask and, like looks in the camera and i was like oh like she's breaking the fourth wall like i'm just like what what's happening like it kind of threw <laughs> me off a little bit <laughs> uh yeah i think i i saw it i was like you know maybe like this is all me you know yeah. <laughs> i orchestrated this shit <laughs> yeah i mean absolutely but it was just that being directly to the camera i mean not saying it was a bad thing but i was just like oh this is weird like she's making eye contact i know and i'm not sure if this song played but it should have been uh lotto it's giving boss bitch because that's, <gasps> mm, that's oh, definitely what it was that would have been a great choice yeah well, this episode, uh, what happens with Mercedes is, I guess she's in recovery from <laughs> her injury. <laughs> so she's taking some time off and she is in financial straits or dire financial need. Um, if you recall, in the beginning of the the first episode of the season, they the clubs aren't open yet. They are doing uh, car washes, right? Car washes with yeah. a happy ending. <laughs> Uh, not like a actual happy ending but i guess the happy ending was mercedes giving a um very grand dance or pole uh routine at the mm-hmm. end i was shocked by that because they were only they were calling that the mercedes experience like you get your car washed and then like there's other girls like dancing and on poles and then at the end like mercedes is the uh big finale they were only charging a hundred dollars for that yeah i was looking at that too like this is low this is a discount right (laughs) y'all are selling yourself short because i was like one great value for customers because you're getting your car washed and the production value in that little tent or whatever they had like i don't know how they were able to afford that because like a lot (laughs) went into that (laughs) right right i agree i thought that too like i mean how do you tip (laughs) because that was so low that was so low they could have easily charged like 500 for that or they should have i feel like oh well i mean i don't know check lisa (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking maybe like 200 (laughs) you're right you're right it wasn't miami it wasn't Miami. right (laughs) it ain't vegas (laughs) so they have she has gone from struggling to make ends meet uh if you recall her mom stole her gym in the last season terrible to start her own church which that commercial of her <laughs> where the blessings reside where the blessings reside where the blessings reside where the blessings reside catchy right catchy and i love how old boy shows up 
in yes! uh, the Uncle Clifford birthday episode. At the skate party. Yes. Uh-huh. I'm real get his little checks. I see. Yeah. I love how they are like featuring a lot of um, uh, online queer uh, celebrities mm-hmm. this season. I thought that was really cute. Or I think that's really cute. Yeah. Um, and they're doing it in like an authentic way, not like in a really like cheesy, goofy way how some people do it. Right. Like, oh, sorry, like my tour bus ran out of gas. Like, can I use your phone or something? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Um, so Mercedes, uh, I believe Autumn slash Haley helps her buy a gym and she's struggling to open it because a lot of her girls, uh, the parents are facing financial hardships and they don't think they can afford it. So I think the other thing too, wasn't it because of COVID? Like they were nervous about their girls being uh, in the studio? I think it was more financial. More fi- she okay. was on that Zoom with them. A lot of them were saying they couldn't, their moms couldn't for it they were waiting COVID out to see Mm. that was like their excuse ah okay I must have missed that um and so she's not dancing so she goes back to an old flame from last season who had made a proposition to essentially sponsor her put her up in a penthouse and uh you know give her the uh side chick special um more like mistress like this is this is a little more upscale oh yeah this is this is yeah she is uh a kept woman essentially um and her stipulation was that your wife has to know about it so we see her basically cashing in on this offer and him gleefully jumping at it and her meeting the wife and the wife being a gorgeous woman um, who also looked much younger than the coach yeah and also the coach was different <laughs> okay the- i was about to say that's a different actor because i feel like the one last season looked younger right yes okay. definitely i thought so definitely that's why i thought it was funny when she said oh coach you look different the pandemic's been good to you <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? okay i thought that yes okay um so yes uh so that was interesting because you think it's going to be this like antagonistic relationship where, I mean, the wife clearly is like not enthused about this arrangement. She's just going along with it. Um, and she has a preconceived notion of who Mercedes is. And I think she softens her up when she comments on her art, her photography mm-hmm. that her husband dismisses. And she, you know, kind of makes a fan out of her by having a good eye and like making a really keen observation about her work. And it started to open her mind like, oh, she's different than who I think she is. And <laughs> what I, a little twist for me was when, um, you know, the coach is basically like, you know, you have to see Mercedes do her thing. So she dances with the husband and wife. And for and the wife, Farah, the wife, she completely under mm-hmm. she's like, I don't think I need to see this. <laughs> and he's like, I promise, just wait. <laughs> Ooh, rich people are interesting. And apparently, like this happens a lot in Atlanta. Really? <laughs> apparently, these like arrangements happen oh, more wow. than you think. Um, and 
So the wife stays and she is, of course, in awe as everyone is of Mercedes. Which also, I got nervous. I thought Mercedes is about to fall off the pole again. I'm like, she can't do it two two weeks in a row. Right. I, was, I thought she was hurt. Because right. <laughs> it was like there was one point she was grimacing. And I was like, oh, you right. fuck up your sponsorship. <laughs> that's, that's definitely what I thought was going to happen. I was like, dang, she can't, she can't buy a win. Um, but she does not fall, and all three of them end up partaking um, in one another. This is like a two-for-one special, which yeah. I was not expecting. I thought this was like a selfish arrangement for Coach, but if the wife is in on it and she gets some, I was like, oh, now this is equality, right? <laughs> well, I think that was unexpected because I don't think she was supposed to be in it in the yeah. beginning, but I think she was so mesmerized by Mercedes. She was like, I got to have that Mercedes experience too. <laughs> I feel like those two are going to like team up to like get him out the picture somehow. <laughs> I could see that because she seemed, her Ferris seemed kind of sick of coach a little bit. Yeah. And she seemed to like understand how Mercedes uses what she got to get what she wants. And yeah. I think it's empowering her instead of like listening to this fool downplay her art. You know, it's probably going to empower her to mm-hmm. do more of it. I was just like, I can't imagine. Because she was like, you know, he has all his other like side chicks and I never meet any of them. I just can't imagine like that being your marriage. I mean, I'm, you know, obviously she's aware, but like, I'm like, do you have anything on the side? Because like, I can't just be sitting around. He's going out hoeing every weekend and then coming back to me. Right. And I'm like, is he is he a college coach, an NBA coach? That's like, right. who, who, who is this guy? <laughs> he has so many, so many women. Right. Who is that kind of time too? <laughs> Child. I'm like, you've got to uh, come up with some uh game plans and stuff, don't you? <laughs> That's what assistant coaches are for. <laughs> right, they're doing all the work. <laughs> so little murder is on tour and we see him enjoying that spotlight on him and people loving his music and we also see him missing uncle clifford which i just love that the central love story of this show is like a a queer one Um, yeah they're so cute it's so precious now i don't know in that postcard was that miss mississippi or did he actually write those words Oh, I didn't think about that. Because one thing I was surprised about when he, well, there were multiple postcards. So I'm guessing at least some he wrote, but it was signed Lil Murda. And mm. I was like, why would you, like, why would you put like LM or something? Like you're putting your whole name and like sending a love postcard to. Because that was Uncle Clifford's whole thing is that he, when they had the opportunity, so Lil Murder last season was like bothering him, like, you know, we don't need to be in the shadows. Like, I want to be out in the open. And then when they had the opportunity, oh. he like, you know, shunned him essentially. That's right. And that's why I he was forgot. like, I'm done with you. I'm not messing with him. So he's mm-hmm. trying to be like back showing that like, yo, I'm going to sign my name on here so people know I love you. I'm t- I'm I'm very nervous for whenever Lil Murder gets out of it because you know when they were at that um bar I think it was the Memphis stop 
and that mm-hmm. one guy came in and he was like you know his next album is gonna be called trade tales i bet you ooh, ooh. So i'm like clearly people are already talking yeah yeah i mean maybe he's just gonna lean into it at some point i mean but, he might not have a choice yeah that, that is gonna be worrisome but speaking of uncle Clifford, did you see them cheeks on that pole girl i was like i know i know cliff could do no tricks now i was like oh, okay <laughs> let him know yes oh mm, okay you speaking from experience all right you right i thought you was just managing the girls okay. <laughs> all right those who can't teach <laughs> <laughs> right not this one (laughs) not this one she can she can but i just i'm so excited to see this love story continue to blossom Mm, me too also i love little murda and miss mississippi's friendship too i really like that that was cute them like chasing each other around the room and her being his beard like it's very yeah it's very cute and precious yeah and i'm glad unexpected yeah i'm glad he has like somebody to talk to Mm -hmm. about what he's feeling i was kind of surprised though that she didn't just tell her boyfriend or whatever he is uh that little racist mofo he would out him in a second (laughs) oh yeah i guess that's true (laughs) are you kidding me (laughs) (laughs) well i was thinking because he doesn't really have any issue with little murder like his issue was with diamond right so i'm like why would he what would he get out of outing little murder like fucking up um Keyshawn's check you know well no so he actually thinks that he doesn't like the way like Lil Murder looks at her that's what I'm saying so she was like no like Lil Murder has something with Uncle Clifford then maybe he like I'm just being his beard maybe he would be like oh yeah that cat would be just like oh okay. yeah let me, <laughs> let me keep this to myself I'm sure he is also homophobic in addition to being racist. Yeah, but I mean, at least he did not you understand. You have to worry about, like, no, she's not going to cheat on you because, like, Will Murder don't want her. <laughs> I mean, okay, man, I'm probably giving him too much because clearly he is yes. not a rational person. Okay. At all. Right. Fine. At all. I take it. Fine. I take it back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> um,. So these new girls at the paint, I mean, my goodness. Uh uh, what's her name? Roulette is out here hoeing for real. Miss <laughs> Roulette is doing a little bit too much for me. And not even with uh the little champagne room BJ, but that <laughs> attitude. Now she needs to get that check. <laughs> oh yeah, she coming from Mercedes. Uh, mm-hmm. uh with her jokes and big bags of money. <laughs> <laughs> and then that green alcohol. but uh, she seems like she's gonna be trouble this season she seems like she's gonna be like the autumn night like she's she's what the you know the cat done drug in but more oh so you think because i was thinking like she's more reckless in autumn but you think she's bringing some kind of like her own personal life baggage that's gonna show up in the club too yeah i mean this like this tricking stuff and like, does, are they implying that she has a drug problem? Like, 
I don't know if that's like, I don't know. She perked up a little too much when she saw uh, them drugs at the end. Well, I was thinking she was just like, oh, another way to make money. I mean, yes, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe though. Maybe. There seems to be. And when she took that, I guess, cocaine for what's her name? Whisper. Scares the shit out of me. How like <laughs> those contacts, those little vampire Ooh, looking eyes. I hate those. I hate those so much. Um, but yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't know, club life. I feel like people just be taking bumps. So I didn't really think too much about mm. that. But um, yeah, she was flirting with uh Gidget's ex. Yeah, pretty heavy. So. And we, I guess we're, this developing Big L drug storyline is coming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, I don't, what is that about? Maybe he's trying to save the pink that way. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Trying to buy it himself. Mm, Maybe, maybe. Um, And then, you know, all that happening in the background, the political stuff, you know, I feel like uh, Mercedes' mom is probably going to run for for mayor <laughs> just despite oh, <laughs> that white oh. dude for shutting down a church do you think andre's gonna run too i think so too i think so too mm, that'd be interesting both of them ran yeah so yeah i i am i am still loving and enjoying p valley they have not disappointed in season two for me how about yeah. you yeah, and then we, we didn't mention there was also a, a Big Frida cameo this episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Like, okay, y'all. <laughs> P Valley got some money this season. Okay. Hey, I told you they're bringing out everybody. <laughs> right. Everybody. <laughs> so that was fun. I will say for this to be um, supposedly, I think, pretty early in the pandemic, there's a lot of people without masks on. <laughs> and it's just it's making me like very uncomfortable to watch because i feel like this is like maybe like may 2020 and it's like people are a little too lax yeah, things are different in smaller towns and places but speaking of masks i loved uncle clifford's like clear, oh, clear. diamond yes. encrusted mask oh yeah Gosh. that was fabulous yeah loved it loved it but you're right but you know small towns well, I mean, not, not just small towns because, you know, the COVID didn't even exist in Atlanta. Because you remember <laughs> in 2020, they had that, like, indoor club pool party thing? No. Yeah, it was good. They had, I think they had, like, little, like, <laughs> it was, like, inflatable, like, kitty pools or something. But, like, people showed up in, like, swimsuit wear, like, <laughs> <laughs> and everybody was like, you risk COVID to, like, go to this? Mm, so, sad. yeah. Yeah sad but yeah i am i'm in i'm enjoying this season uh again i do not care for whisper i don't want uh <laughs> you know again i'm not trying to watch that too crazy in this christian household <laughs> 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 yeah like the hoodoo and the the uh <laughs> the universe talk and the spirits and vibes <laughs> No, honestly, I feel like I actually I think felt more comfortable with what Diamond did than whatever the fuck Whisper got going on. I don't the the <laughs> fucking context. I don't trust her as far as I can throw her. <laughs> I love it. It gives me like uh, I don't know 
even though it's not the same, but just kind of true blood type vibes, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I I enjoy it. I like the insertion of it. I did not watch True Blood, so oh, okay. I know it's about vampires, though. So I mean, it's about a lot of mythical creatures and things and spirituality mm-hmm. and you know mystical stuff. But yeah, it's cool. Maybe one day I'll check it out. But um, <laughs> oh, one thing in the last episode when Mercedes kicks out Autumn and Autumn stays like in the office, mm-hmm. and then like Andre just shows up because like the doors were unlocked <laughs> before she goes out to like I don't know ease her mind with a, a pole routine. <laughs> like what? what? <laughs> right, she's just, like that? wearing like a teddy or whatever, like. Who does that? You want to go to bed by yourself. <laughs> but, but yeah, like you see on the security cameras, it looked like her ex was like in the room where he got killed. What? He was he's dead. What yeah, but I don't know if it's supposed to be like his ghost or whatever, but like you see a person in like the room on the security camera. There's like a quick flash. Because I thought I thought she was about to go into that room, but then she ended up going out um to like the main stage oh i missed that oh yeah you can let me give me one second let me see if i can look it up oh that's freaky do you know what that room is called the champagne room i don't i, I don't think that's what it's called <laughs> uh, okay i can't find anything about it but like i swear if you go back and watch the end. There is someone in that room. Okay. Well, yeah. You might have been the only one that caught that, <laughs> that <laughs> Easter egg. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I don't know if that means you, know, even though Diamond did whatever to get him out of Mercedes, you know, I don't know if he's supposed to still be in the room or whatever. So, hmm. yeah. Guess what? So I don't want to get too scared now. I'm gonna have to stop watching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. Um, this like dude they picked up, Lil Murder, and then picked up from prison. Do you think they were like former lovers? I don't. I don't know. Something about that. Oh, like something when he said uh, his like letters in prison when they were like reminiscing um, about <laughs> why'd you say it like that. Because it like started off as like a like he started off the memory like laughing, like saying about a joke that was made that resulted in <laughs> Lil Murdigan shanked and them killing the person who shanked them. This is true. Yes. <laughs> like it, it went left and very dark, but like, why are you bringing this up? And he said that to say, like, he went to the hole because of it. And while he was in the hole, Little Murder, like, would send him, like, notes and, like, raps and stuff. And he was like, I was at the bottom of the ocean and you were the light. And I was like, oh, that's poetic. You say that to your just homeboys? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I didn't get... I don't know. I didn't get romantic vibes from them. It felt more like a brotherhood kind of thing. You know, like family, like you in my darkest moment, like you 
I have nobody else. You somehow find a way to like help me like not like lose my mind. Okay. I was just I don't I don't know. I'm sad I I don't know. I don't I'm unsure where this relationship falls. And if I can't tell if he's aware if he knows about his past or you know, who about little murderous past? Yeah, as mm. far as like his sexuality. Mm-hmm. His I preferences. mean, it's definitely a possibility. Um, I was kind of wondering, like, is this guy gonna be like on the up and up? Because he was out here, you know, starting fights and whatever. And even the, I think maybe it was Mississippi's manager who was like, "We don't have to get security for the security." <laughs> he did say that and i think we know the answer he's not gonna be on the episode i'm gonna start a gang war <laughs> i mean not even like his own shit i mean that's sure i i expect that but just like even within like the little murder camp i hope he doesn't like you know i don't know betray him somehow or something oh yeah I don't. I don't know. We'll see what he find when he finds out about who he really is. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be interesting. Is mm-hmm. he still your boy? <laughs> Are you still down for me? <laughs> but yeah. Anything else about uh, good old P Valley? Any predictions? Any any hopes? Any wishes? <laughs> no wishes. Uh, oh wait her name isn't wish it's whisper just kidding Uh, (laughs) um no i don't think so i mean i'm I'm definitely excited to see what happened or i mean what happens um yeah oh andre i'm like you ain't never going back to atlanta i don't know why you did like yeah the the will reading got pushed back and oh i gotta go to the funeral oh i gotta be a pallbearer girl go home like why are you still here yeah his storyline is boring but he's clearly gonna probably run for mayor oh yeah yeah um and i guess his wife will have to move there and that's gonna complicate him and autumn's relationship Mm -hmm. but yeah that's that's like the least interesting storyline to me this whole you know battle for the pank one 100 like i don't even fully understand i'm like some people want the casino i don't know who wants it who doesn't want it outside of like wayne and pastor patrice like i just don't care really (laughs) (laughs) oh that's funny um (laughs) i would like to see more of loretta divine i love her character (laughs) you are making some fantastic points she is a delight <laughs> I love how <laughs> um they'll like try and like when she's like up walking, like try to warn her of stuff that might be in her way. And she'll be like, I know, I see it. <laughs> <laughs> I really how how. Um, so I would love to see more of her. My only complaint, nothing about Loretta, but in the her character, why is she Clifford's grandmother and not mother because clifford just turned 40 <laughs> like, she was probably a young grandma i don't, I mean, I don't know yeah, where I are mean, his parents who knows you're right but i was just like i don't know i just felt like she should be uh clifford's mom but maybe you know. she is i mean why is he an uncle oh they never explained where an uncle came from <laughs> hmm. right hmm. 
Oh, I will say I hated last episode when he got kidnapped. Why'd you hate that? Because don't do that. Like as someone who's like, I've wanted a <laughs> surprise party my entire life. I've never had one. Hint hint. But <laughs> don't fucking come up in like some scream mass and like kidnap me and put me in the trunk of a car. Like that's how we get to the uh to the function. I'ma like have pissed myself. Like, don't don't do that. I don't that's not fun. That's not funny. Like mm-mm. That's true. Um, but the function was lit. Like I would have oh, loved oh to God. like that's such a cool birthday idea. Uh, yeah, that looked hella fun. And then okay, was Lil Murder at the skating rink? Like I was confused. I couldn't tell if it was the dude who was in the shoe rental or if that was Lil Murder. I was confused by that too. So once like we saw the skate rental dude, I assumed that um maybe he just like look like you know from a distance Clifford was like oh man like just having Will Murder on the mind and was like oh that looks like him but it wasn't it was just the skate dude yeah that one that one I don't know I don't know yeah no way I, no way to know for sure I thought I hope it was Lil Murder that would have been cute yeah me too all right well, you can check out Pete Valley on Stars on Sunday nights. So, uh, switching to, well, it's really a pretty similar show, the Pete Valley. We're going to talk about This Is Us. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be popping them tear ducts every week. <laughs> One, two, break them. <laughs> So This Is Us came to an end a couple weeks ago. And I just want to talk about it because, oh my God, you guys, I love the show. I, oh my, I've, I cried so much this last season. Like, even for me, like it was a lot. Like, <laughs> I, and I know like with you, it took you like seven watches to get through like the train episode. Oh yeah, it was too, it hit too close to home. It yeah. was it was it was hard. It was a hard watch. Yeah. And I will say I I really I enjoyed the finale, but I think that train episode is a fucking masterpiece. That yeah. was incredible. Yeah. I um you know I haven't watched as faithfully as some. <laughs> um so like a lot of the people that were coming back that episode I didn't recognize. So I went and read like an, a review or a recap of that episode. And it was saying how it was like a beautiful kind of love letter to the fans and that all the Easter eggs that they had planted throughout the, the mm. series all came together in that yes. one episode. So it yeah. should have been really, 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 really satisfying for the fans. <laughs> yes. Who were some of the people you didn't recognize? Do you remember? Um, I think somebody's uncle, that like old guy who had, a, I think, a black wife. Um, I didn't oh, recognize wow, the daughters. Okay, I didn't recognize the daughters. Um, oh, Randall's daughters. Yeah, like I wasn't there for the time jump, so everything that happened in the time jump. I, oh, you mean like them as adults? Uh, yeah. Whoever they were, like grown women, right at the. Yeah, so that's like when we jump to the future. Yes, they're grown. 
Oh, that's not the present? Like when the mom passes away, that's not the present? No, that's the future. Oh, okay. Okay, so you saw Uncle Nicky, and then so you saw his wife. The You mentioned his black mm-hmm. wife. You know, that's Vanessa Bell Calloway, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was very excited when she joined the cast. I thought that was that was cool, really. You know, everybody has very diverse partners on the show, so that's that's fun. But yeah, so if you somehow have not seen or heard about This Is Us, uh, basically it's a family drama that centers around the big three who are Kevin, Kate, and Randall. So Kevin and Kate are twins. They had a triplet who um, died during childbirth. And then Randall, who is Black and played by Sterling K. Brown as an adult, uh, baby Randall was dropped off at a fire station the same day that um, Kevin and Kate were born. So their parents decided to adopt Randall because they still wanted to have three kids, still wanted to have triplets. So the parents are Jack and Rebecca. Rebecca played by Mandy Moore. Jack played by Milo Ventimiglia, I believe that's how you say it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is your people. So you know how to say it. So, yes. So they, it's, it's it's a love story for the ages. Like they are just what you would hope if you got married, what you hope your marriage would be like, just so in love, like from the day they met through the spoiler, the day of Jack's unfortunate early death due to a house fire and from smoke inhalation. But yeah, I mean, you know, you see the ups and downs. Jack had an issue with drinking, all this stuff, but just a really beautiful love story. And the biggest thing for me that I really loved about This Is Us is the way they showed so many variations on love especially like romantic love Mm. so you have the college sweethearts randall and beth and you know they have their ups and downs but overall like it's pretty idyllic like they're Mm -hmm. you know they joke they have fun like it's uh, to me like it it, it's what i would like to have Mm. and then you have like the childhood sweethearts kevin and sophie who have like that pure like from like third grade (laughs) love um that never faded but they had to have some time apart to grow like it's just it's very rare that you're able to meet someone you know when you're in elementary school and be able to make it last like all no break so you know they had to have time to grow especially kevin and then, you know, they found each other again later in life once Kevin, because I mean, Kevin was just always kind of like an asshole. Mm, like he's even, not anymore? No. Oh. Yeah, so okay. even, like, even when he was a kid, but now, like, you know, he had to grow to get to the point where he was worthy of Sophie. Mm. And then you have Love After Divorce. So we had Kate and Toby, um, and it started out as... <gasps> really up together? Did you watch the finale? <laughs> Did you not watch? Yes, I remember being surprised that they were not together. I missed okay. that that era of them not being together and how that happened. Okay, because yeah, you heard him say like, "Can I say something as your ex husband?" Right? 
Yeah, and he like says he loves her. Yes. So what happened was Toby got a really great job in San Francisco. So he Mm -hmm. was flying back home to LA every weekend and uh, he wanted them to move to San Francisco because he was like, this is really great. Like, I don't want to give up this job. Um, So Kate ended up getting a job at a school um, where she taught like music classes for visually impaired kids. And she was like, I'm really passionate about this. And, you know, their son had visual impairment. So she was like, I can't leave the school. So they had a lot of fights, a lot of back and forth. Toby tries to quit his job and move back to LA. But then, of course, he's resentful Mm. that he gave up, you know, something great. So they end up getting divorced. Mm. Yeah. And he tried to he tried to fight for it a little bit, but it was. I think it was the right decision. They just wanted two different things. But hmm. what was really great in the episode where we kind of saw like the actual, like se- how the separation happened, mm-hmm. like you jump to the future and their son is like a musician as an adult. And hmm. so at uh, his show, you see his wife and then you see Kate and her second husband and Toby and his second wife and everyone gets along and it's great so Hmm. i really loved being able to see like yes like this is something that seemed perfect and clearly they have a lot of love for each other even after they aren't together but you know you can still find happiness even though this thing that you thought would work did um and then we have love after losing a partner so that's you know rebecca and jack and then her second marriage to miguel um, do you have a chance to watch the Miguel episode? No. Okay, so that was um, episode 15 of this final season. And it gave us a lot of insight into just, you know, how Miguel grew up in Puerto Rico, moving to uh, the continental states. Um, and then, you know, once him and Rebecca, you know, started realizing they were having feelings for each other, you saw like kind of the guilt and, you know, like, we this is something we can't act on so what we did know before was that when they after they realized this miguel ended up moving to houston so they didn't talk for i think like a decade or so and then she ended when um beth gave birth to her randall's first daughter tess uh rebecca posted her picture on facebook and was like oh you know i'm first time grandma and miguel commented and then they started chatting and but the episode that is damn Facebook. <laughs> but the episode is so fucking cute because it's just like they just enjoy each other's company so much. And then so he ended up coming back to Pennsylvania for work. They go to dinner. It's it's a wrap from there. Like they're in love. And so I think it's really beautiful seeing this like kind of, you know, more mature love story that's still really beautiful. And I think. You know, like, obviously, Jack was the love of Rebecca's life. And I think Miguel knows that. But even though, like, I don't want to say second fiddle, but, you know, kind of, even though he's kind of Jack's understudy, they were still able to have this really beautiful supportive marriage. Um, And something that really fucked me up was, you didn't see this, but, like, at the end of, um, or maybe it was, like, the episode after Miguel, I can't remember. But he starts having some health issues. And he's still trying to be the main 
provider for Rebecca as her like Alzheimer's is developing. And so Randall, Kate, and Kevin sit down with him and they're like, we want to get you help. And he's like, no, like I, you know, like I made a promise to your mom. Like this is like my my kids aren't really talking to me. Like y'all are my family. I'm going to do everything I can for Rebecca. And Randall was like, you know, we know you've honored your vows and then some, please let us help you, which, whew, I, yeah, that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Fucked me up. So <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, so in the, in the finale, it's Rebecca's funeral and um, we see Randall struggling with what to write in the eulogy and he has this really really sad moment with his daughters where his adult daughters where he's just like you know I spent so much of my childhood worried about losing my mom and then I spent the last decade being terrified of it and he was like you know now it just feels like everything's pointless like you know she's gone I'm gonna go back to my regular routine so the other two daughters leave and then Deja um, his adopted daughter stays and she had told him, um, you know, uh, I don't know, a week or so earlier that she was pregnant. And so she, and she's like, you know, this isn't pointless. Like I found out today I'm having a son, I'm having a boy. And so that kind of like changed the day around, you know, really tough, really sad day for Randall. It turned it around and he was like, you know, I love you. I love my daughters. I love my wife but I am tired of <laughs> being the only man. I'm so excited to have a boy. And he, you know, did a really cute dance and grandpa dance. And yeah, it was just, oh man, I, I, I was very in my feelings. <laughs> I see you getting them now. <laughs> like I was honestly nervous. I would cry. Like, <laughs> like just talking about it, but yeah, like and, and also, because they always show us, you know, different time periods because we see the big three like in current day and uh, they're around like 40 and then we see them in the future. Um, and then we see them, you know, in different stages of childhood and being teenagers. And so in the flashback to childhood, Jack and Rebecca, they have a Saturday. And they're like, we have nothing planned. We can do whatever we want to. And it's like you see... Kate's still trying to hold on to like that childhood wonderment and she wants to like watch home movies and play foursquare and pin the tail on the donkey and then the two boys are like oh like we want to shave and in a rush to grow up and I really love Jack told them um you know when you're a kid you're in such a rush to grow up and then when you become an adult all you want to do is go back so like you need mm -hmm. to like cherish these moments and it was just really beautiful because that's like you know it was such a small moment and it's like it's weird because obviously you don't remember everything that's ever happened to you but there are such little things that can stick in your memory forever and until you know until the future until you're older you never know what those will be but then yeah. you look back and then you're like oh yeah there's that one time where like it was rainy outside and me and my family played pin the tail on the donkey and it was yeah. such like a mundane thing but like it just it can mean so <laughs> <laughs> oh god here she goes here she goes 
There she goes. Oh my god, y'all know I'm a cancer. I can't, I can't handle this shit. But yeah, it's just <laughs> such mundane things can turn into like the most beautiful memories. So yeah, I I know you have not been watching as religiously as I have, but did you have any, you know, thoughts on the finale? Um, well, just to talk about that moment, I think they showed in, I think the preview maybe for this episode, the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, where there's a scene with McGill and um the mom, Kate. Wait, that's not her name. <laughs> Rebecca, <laughs> no. Kate, Kate is the daughter. <laughs> Stop naming like I know. Um Mandy Moore. And she's like uh talking about her Alzheimer's and she's like that's the one thing she's gonna miss it's not like the big moments it's the small Mm -hmm. moments where you have you know lazy saturdays yeah um the like catalyst for i guess some of those memories but yeah like you miss the the little stuff not necessarily the big stuff you forget all the in-between moments yeah yeah and it was interesting the tie back with uh I think that's what's so great about the show is how they do all these time jumps and then they end up having an effect and you really see how interconnected everyone and everything is Um, where they introduce that black family where um, they get in a car accident and he ends up talking to Jack at the hospital and um, his son is injured from the car accident and he codes and because the doctor is late from helping his son jack ends up dying but his son who ends up surviving is the one who ends up i guess finding maybe ultimately the cure for alzheimer's um yeah Yeah, he was trying to he was doing cancer research trying to find a cancer cure and stumbled upon alzheimer's cure yeah yeah so i just thought I thought that was really, it was nice. It was nice to, I think what the show does a really great job of doing is one, showing how life does like go on, how these really devastating things can happen to you and you just have to like pick up the pieces and figure out how to keep going. Um, But also everything happens for a reason that, you know, with every death, there's life kind of thing with every negative there's a positive so mm-hmm. i think it's a it's always been a really like positive and uplifting show and hopeful show um and i think it just does a really great job of depicting like family life and how families grow generationally and for me like i really enjoyed it but it just got too emotional <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i'm tired of crying every week like i don't know how y'all do this this is so much energy expended crying <laughs> well I, the weird thing for me was like when it the first season and it, people were like i'm crying every episode because i didn't start it until maybe halfway and like once it about the first season was halfway through and i was like oh like i mean you know it's good it's sentimental i wasn't crying at all and then there was an episode where I think like we were supposed to be seeing what Rebecca, the mom, had been like feeling sometimes, like kind of feeling like 
trapped and like overwhelmed and i remember it was like i think like their family cabin like she was in the cabin and like couldn't get out and for whatever reason that was like the first episode that made me cry and then it was downhill (laughs) (laughs) after that i was like especially this last season every fucking episode like oh my god it's 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 been a lot (laughs) um but i wanted to ask uh oh also sorry i wanted to say because you mentioned like that family the black family who ended up running into um jack at the hospital Mm -hmm. and all that um I, I think about this a lot, like, especially like when I become friends with people or, you know, whatever, meet people, like, what is the probability that like we cross paths, you know, even just like walk past each other in a target mm. and, you know, would have never known. Like, I think about that so often. I think this show kind of does a good job of showing like all the small, like spider webs that like interconnect all of us too. Yeah. 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 I always wonder like how many random like people's pictures am i in the background of oh, and, like somebody's photo album yeah yeah i mean do you ever think like what like you were probably like in the same restaurant or club or whatever as your fiance before and had no idea we used to live blocks from each other oh, wow. <laughs> and never ran into each other wow and used to go like a lot of the same places, never ran to each other, but I'm sure we probably did. We yeah. probably did and didn't know it. Yeah. It's 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 so crazy and it makes you feel so small to think about, you know, like yeah. <laughs> Give me, like, or really? that timing is everything, you know? Yeah. That too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting really philosophical, but uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask, like, you know, talked about the importance of like the little things, the little like seemingly mundane moments. Like, do you have any memories like that from childhood or from adulthood that you're like, it was a little thing, but it, you know, you still just think about it sometimes. super inquisitive question um yeah i i have a lot of you know random memories um that i think about uh i'm like trying to think of a specific one and i'm kind of blanking i think for me um it could be like a song would spark in a, a memory mm-hmm. of like you know where I was when I first heard that or the memory is tied to a specific t- time where I remember that playing in the background uh smells can often like you know trigger stuff for me um yeah some take you know I, I guess mine is like very visual if I see something a picture it'll like spark something or just like a random I I'm a bit of a pack rat i like save random movie tickets <laughs> notes receipts you know like takeaways same um to like eventually scrapbook and they end up in a pile somewhere <laughs> but you know i keep stuff like that because i do have actually a really terrible memory so i need hmm. the visual aids to to remind me of things oh, okay 
Okay. So I know that wasn't like a specific one because yeah. you put me on the spot and I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty terrible under pressure. Um, <laughs> well, what about so you? So short. Um, so I had one in mind from my childhood, but you, when you mentioned songs, it made me think of like this one time, this is so random. Uh, I was leaving work in like maybe 2016 and or some something like that and there was I was at a stoplight and there behind me uh, there was I'm assuming like a mother and a daughter and like I we happened to be listening to the same radio station because I could see the daughter was singing I think it was like a Katy Perry song that says something like it's not a big deal or something I I don't remember what song it was but um I could see the daughter singing it and just like being, you know, being funny with it and like singing it to her mom. I just remember like looking in the rearview mirror, like, oh, that's so cute. Like, and so like I I just for the reason that memory stuck with me. And like whenever I heard that song, like I always think about seeing like that mother-daughter, like really cute moment or whatever. But mm. yeah. That's precious. Yeah. And I would say, sorry, I've had time to think about this because I knew I was going to ask it. But Right, you set me up, but. (laughs) Personally, when I was a kid, uh, so my grandma, my maternal grandmother lived with us. And so during the summers, when I was really little, I would set up a little uh, sheet tent in the living room every day. And, uh, you know, sometimes like I would be at home with my grandma. Sometimes she would get under there with me and we watch, I'd be watching like reruns of like what's happening or give me a break or whatever. <laughs> and like, I could, I wasn't allowed to like go outside and play. So, you know, sometimes she would, you know, sit there with me, which was nice. But there was this one day, like grits are hands down one of my favorite foods. And my grandmother made very good grits. And so she made grits for breakfast. And then at lunch, I was like, oh, c- can I have grits again? And she made grits for lunch. And then at dinner, I was like, could I have grits again? <laughs> and, so, and so she made grits again. And then, <laughs> and then the next morning, I asked for grits. And she was like, no, you have to eat <laughs> But yeah, I just remember that day. Like, I mean, I, again, her grits were fantastic. But also, like, I, my grandma was, like, my favorite person in the world. So I just, man, like, that was a really good day. Oh, that's really beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's really sweet. All right. That's enough getting sentimental. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, but, this is us. It does it to you every time. Every time. <laughs> um but yeah I'll just say like the final things like I just love I feel like this is us touched on a lot of things like with Rebecca like dealing with Alzheimer's like my other grandmother had Alzheimer's and like that is like something I would not wish on anybody it's just such a a terrible thing and I remember like when my grandmother when it first kind of was starting and we put her into um you know like an assisted living home I think one of the nurses or like a doctor or something said you know it will it's gonna upset you more than it will upset her and I never believed mm. that because like I remember her you know feeling confused and 
getting upset about things and like I think this is us did a really good job showing that with Rebecca like you know being like wait like having a nurse's aide who's there every day and being like who's this person like you know feeling like you know where's Jack you know like whatever like this is also upsetting for the person because they're trying to figure out why everything's so confusing for them Mm -hmm. um so I think this is us did a really good job with that and then also like obviously Jack and Rebecca fantastic parents very loving but you know Randall being a black kid in an all-white family he's going to you know have feelings and you know sometimes feel you know kind of like an outsider or whatever at school and you know kind of want to have more connection to like black culture and things like that and I think they did a good job like when um Randall he wanted to go to Howard at first and like you know Jack takes him to Howard and then he's like you know talking to some people on his like orientation tour Jack comes up and the other boys are like who is this white man like coming up here? <laughs> and, you know Randall like you know feels I think a little I would say embarrassed but you know just kind of like having to explain like oh you know this is my dad and having to go through the whole thing so I, I just feel like they were very thoughtful um with how they tackled a lot of issues and man like hats off like just a fantastic show like I'm so like as much as I cry because the finale was sentimental I was also very sad that like we'll never see these characters again Mm. Well, uh, child, this day and age, you never know. <laughs> they what? might be back <laughs> next like, season <laughs> in another universe. <laughs> like these kind of shows don't usually get like <laughs> spinoffs, but I mean, I would be into it if they did. But um, yeah, I mean, I I think that's I just it was such the show is just such a huge phenomenon to me. Like I just wanted to at least talk about it a little bit. Um, you know, now that it's over. So did you have anything else about it? Um, I think it did. I would be interesting to see maybe the statistics of like people that went to therapy uh, or like people who like ended up going to therapy because of this show. I feel like it encouraged mm. a lot of like mental health positivity and like yeah. exploring that and really just like talking about your feelings and dealing with your stuff um i think it it was replacement therapy for some who refused to go but used the show (laughs) as you know their catharsis yeah and that's that's a really great point because there's um when randall started going to therapy he was seeing a white woman and he was just like i feel i don't know if you were still watching at that point um but he was just like, you know, I feel like I need a black therapist. And yeah. so then he starts going, starts seeing a black male therapist. Mm. And so, yeah, they like, I mean, they were thorough. <laughs> they were, they really <laughs> thought everything out. Great show. Yeah. Very good show. Yes. Well, what do you have your eyes on, Cam? Um, Drag Race, as always, you know. Yes. Been uh, watching All Stars, um, the best of the best uh, winter season. Uh, The legendary legends who legend while legending in the legendary Legend Lounge. (laughs) 
<laughs> I I'm just eating up, man. This is this is high drag. These mm-hmm. these bitches are showing up and showing out. They are they're giving me everything I want. Everything I would expect from a winter season, they are giving. And I am shocked at how well Jinx Monsoon has blossomed. Like she's a certified star. Mm. Oh my god. Yeah. Certified star. One of my favorites. Her fashions have come a long way. I mean, she she does give the same silhouette every episode. <laughs> I wish they would call her out on that. But, I mean, she has a lane. She stays in it. Yeah. And her makeup looks great. Like, she 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 came into her own. I'm very proud of her. Oh, my God. I, I feel like they're not really giving anyone harsh critiques yet. Oh, I don't think they're going to. I don't think it's, yeah. like, meant for that, you know? It's, yeah. This is to big up them and... But I mean, even like with her silhouette, I don't know if they're going to say like, but you know, next week we'd like to see something different. I don't know if we're <laughs> going to have that <laughs> right on uh, on this, you know, legendary <laughs> season. But yeah, I was I was talking to my coworker about it last week. She's also a huge drag race fan. Uh-huh. And we were just like, we are so glad no one's going home. Yeah. Because like we get to see like, oh my god like these incredible fashions that they are bringing you know like obviously some people are better at design or better at comedy acting whatever but honey not none of them are missing on the runway like oh no thank god incredible stunners stunners all around although yeah yeah i was gonna say all around everyone's doing really well um yeah it's gonna be interesting to see who has the most stars in the end to do this this lip syncing yeah, uh, it'll it'll be interesting. I I do feel like these last couple episodes. It, I, I don't know. The star handout just seems a little, meh. like, I think Raja did well. Um, what episode was that? I don't even remember. Was that I think when they gave the graduation speeches? Yes, the graduation speeches. First of all, those were amazing. Like they were so much better than I thought they were going to be. <laughs> but they know Vivian deserved that goddamn star like she mm. did it was her and jinx they should add her and jinx i don't know yeah. maybe they're trying to save that for the, the finale um but they know they should have given that star to her yeah um but yeah but i i'm loving it i'm loving it oh my god do you have like any favorite moment well i mean i think we all love jinx monsoon in the snatch game but (laughs) (laughs) besides that any favorite moments and any favorite runway looks um moments i think i enjoy jada essence hall like she has been the gift that keeps on giving this season um her antics uh in the confessional and in the workroom are hilarious to me Mm -hmm. um what else I mean, Jinx and all of her her acting has been fantastic. Mm. Uh, I think it's interesting. Does Jinx not have narcolepsy anymore? Like, that was her whole... I was wondering. I was like, why is she not sleepy now? <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, what? maybe the meds have gotten better. Oh, true. Maybe. She's been on, but that has magically gone away. Um <laughs> I love Jinx's laugh, like that, like kind of devilish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that thing, that's Do you funny. like Evie's laugh too? Uh, 
Evie, that's so like aggressive and forceful. It's like, okay, you think it's funny, don't you? No mistake in that. Um, I don't even remember what you asked me. Oh, favorite runway looks or moments. Runway looks, oh gosh, I. I loved that Jada Essence Hall, like all black, spiky look. That That's one was, of the ones I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. That was a stunner. Um, I don't know, like I'm blanking on. I mean, Raja, like anything that she has like made, they're all amazing. That like gold lame one, the huge like shoulders, oh, beautiful. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes, yes, beautiful. Um. So yeah, so many. There's been so many. Yeah. What about you? Um, so yeah, absolutely. That Jada, all black. My God. And the fact that she like designs all this stuff and like I just also I'm so happy to see Jada just having such a good time. Cause you know, like for me, Jada's like my little baby. Like <laughs> I I just felt so bad that like she did not get to have like the full winner's experience being on stage like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all that um because i mean i know like shay won all stars and i think it was you know on the regular runway without an audience but yeah at least you weren't at home <laughs> you know like so <laughs> i just like and uh, jade even said something about that like early on like maybe second episode like i kind of felt um i can't remember how she put it but kind of like you know maybe like I wasn't up to par with like the other ladies something like that yeah and yeah. so I was always worried she felt like that so I'm glad she's like you know building confidence and I loved uh Raja's uh kind of like Louis- <laughs> I, I, I heard it and I was like did that sound as weird out loud as it sounded in my head <laughs> I was you saw it I was gonna keep pushing but Raja's um like louis the 14th look mm, which was kind mm-hmm. of like an elevated look of like that one she did in season three yeah and you know like i love like the sun king like that french period from like louis the 14th and louis the 16th like that's my shit so oh is it i knew that okay all right <laughs> okay i guess you did it but yeah it was like one of the parts of history i studied very closely so yes um so right. i i love that look and then also another part of history that I enjoyed um, was after Elizabeth the first, James the second, Charles the first, uh, Cromwell, Charles the second, James the second, and Trinity the Tuck did uh, RuPaul Charles the second, and I love that. So you were the one person that understood the <laughs> reference. <laughs> <laughs> She did it for you. She did it for you. Trinity did that especially for me because I like <laughs> when I was in high school, I would always forget like because there's two James and two Charleses and I would always forget the order and then I realized it was kind of like a mirror image. So it's like James, Charles, Cromwell, Charles, James, like it James, James. So that was how I remembered it. So great. 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 <laughs> <laughs> i believe charles if i remember correctly charles ii was the married monarch because he saw how i think it was his 
dad some a history nerd's gonna come for me i think charles the first baby's dad and he was like very strict and i maybe got killed or ex exiled something so charles the second was like you know do whatever you want like i'm trying to live so yes um i really enjoyed that outfit (laughs) 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 um yeah i think that yeah those are definitely the first ones that come to mind so okay all right (laughs) um have you been keeping up with uh Real Housewives of Atlanta and oh, the new one. You Dubai? already know. Yep. I might be one behind on Dubai, but yes. Okay. Yeah. How do you feel about them? You think they're coming through with the drama post uh Nene and what's her face, Portia? Oh, Atlanta. Um Yeah, this um Yes. I okay, yes. I do think they're coming through on the drama. Like, I'm just I'm confused by Marlo. I just almost feel like she's she's kind of feels like she's like trying to like start something with Kenya like you know telling Sheree like well Kenya did show up and like it's just like you it seemed like y'all were trying to work to like build a friendship and now all of a sudden like Kenya tell you, tells you she's sick and just because she has makeup on you're like it's a lie she's a liar she don't give a fuck about you Sheree like how do we how do we <laughs> jump to all of that like questioning is one thing but it was like she just went straight to like bad mouthing her i mean they've always been like frenemies and like i feel like weren't they weren't they like both trying to like tag team hating nini like they, it was never like a, a friendship built on solid foundation you know <laughs> i mean you you're right i guess just with marlo <laughs> like she seems so different now you know now that she's uh was it munty like oh, yeah. you know like it, it's i see some maturity in her it's like you know a couple steps forward and then like eight steps back well i mean you know it's it's a hard hard lesson to learn plus like what what would her storyline be without this honestly i mean i thought like you could still be like a little you, know, you could still be shady but like I don't know. It just always seems like Marlo takes it to the next level. Um, like she was on Watch What Happens Live after the last episode, I think, or or no, I'm sorry, it was I think two weeks ago. And Andy was like, "We're gonna play a game of like, do you regret it or do you not? Something like that." And he showed like different clips, mm-hmm. and they showed that I forgot about this when they were like sitting around a bonfire or something, and Marlo said to Kenya, "Like, and that's why your mom didn't want you." fuck and she she did say i absolutely regret that like that was too far but you know marlo just she'd be taking it a little too far sometimes yeah she'd be hitting real below the belt yeah but that's like always been her thing with kenya because i feel like it's ever since that like kenya wore hair care stuff (laughs) she has just just, like had it out for her (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> rightfully so rightfully so but mm, i i don't know i'm i'm i don't know drew's looking real her and sonya looking a little silly this season unfortunately to me yeah they're a little like tiff i still don't even i feel like sonya was just like i've seen 
some of the stuff you've done and I don't know if I agree with it I'm just like this is your whole reason for like it just didn't really seem like a solid enough reason for all of this like blow up whatever situations yeah it definitely seems like manufactured drama and yeah it's also like you don't like the way she moves but like here you are bringing personal conflict to the group like you mm-hmm. never like pulling her aside and having these conversations you're like embarrassing her <laughs> in yeah. front of all these people that you don't know right right um so i, I don't know it's i'm kind of like eh, we could get some other peach holders <laughs> how are you feeling about um them going in on candy <laughs> well Shireen was like candy you told kenya and then with the kenya told uh candy that tyrone stood sheree up and sheree was like candy you didn't tell me you knew and candy was like i thought you didn't want me to tell people (laughs) 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 either way you're fucked so (laughs) yeah it just it seems silly this like getting mad at people playing telephone and I don't know. Well, why didn't you tell me? Maybe I didn't have a chance to. She beat me to it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it seems also, childish. Like, yo, like, you know, you're on a reality show. Like, this people, <laughs> like, you have to talk to, you can't just sit there in silence while the cameras are rolling. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And it also seems like, I don't know, Marlo is like determined to make candy work for her check, as she says. <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah. i missed her saying that yeah i'll say marlo is she's funny she keeps she keeps it real but she yeah. is funny yeah yeah so the candy's like so she's like you ain't on nini's level you ain't that much of an og where you can't uh sit around and share and not do stuff and just yeah basically i think she's saying like candy's like paying the outside and not like getting in the fray well, I mean, Kitty's been there since season two, so I would say she's pretty damn much an OG. Right. And like these people, these bitches have put her through it. So I, I understand. I yeah. Would do the same thing. After that Phaedra Portia shit, I'm like, I, yeah, you should be on the, the outskirts, like not getting involved in this silly shit. Right. Um, but yeah, also, who do you think wrote uh, Candy with Psycho Dick in the locker room? <laughs> Ah, probably Marlo. Was she there? Was too. Uh-huh. I I think it was too because on um when like I said when she was on Watch What Happens Live, Andy asked who she thought wrote it, and she was like, "I bet Kenya wrote it, or I think Kenya wrote it." I'm like, "Girl, you know you wrote that." I'm like, "You're the only one who's been calling Candy a hoe. Like, right. why would Kenya write something that specific? That don't make you're calling Kenya a hoe too. Like, clearly you wrote it." It also sounds like you, Marlo. Exactly. <laughs> exactly how you'd say it. <laughs> exactly, but Kenya would not phrase it like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh boy. <laughs> what do you think about Dubai? You think that can compete with the real the Atlanta franchise? No. I, for me, there's just something about Atlanta. Yeah. Where, like, I mean, I enjoy like pretty much all of the Housewives franchises, but there's something about Atlanta where I just be watching, I'd be like, oh, oh, like. <laughs> 
<laughs> like involuntarily. And I don't think that happens with like, you know, maybe like once or twice, but like Atlanta every episode, I'm like, oh, like yeah. something makes me do that. So there is just, there is something about Atlanta, like it's just a little bit of like extra goodness or something that I get from them. Hmm. Yeah, I think uh, this uh, Chanel Ion, she's she's gonna be quite the character, but I feel like she's I'll probably get tired of her pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, I do think it's funny how she keeps bringing people these like ridiculous gifts. <laughs> right. She's like, you know, you can't show up to someone's house uh, empty-handed. I'm like, girl, don't bring me no goat. Like, you you can show up empty-handed. It's okay right <laughs> give me a picture of a goat right. <laughs> bring me like a honey bun or something i ain't got time for all this but yeah are you watching beverly hills no i'm behind <gasps> i need to get caught up girl you gotta oh, i can't stand Sutton. let me know when you catch up jeez she was she's already pretty insufferable oh gosh she the white woman tears are just oh my god mm. exhausting what else watching oh seeking sister wife um (laughs) very ridiculous show about people that practice polygamy um there are two black men um called couples i guess this season um one is a black man who seems to date white women exclusively um the three women in his life all happen to be white and he does not work uh they do they are the breadwinners are you serious <laughs> yes he so you got the, three wives and he didn't bring it up to the table he has two wives and he's courting a third and he does not bring a single thing to the table when he goes out on these dates his wives i guess give him the credit card um and he likes it that way he likes and apparently i would like it too (laughs) (laughs) sounds like a real nice setup exactly he stays at home and learns things on the internet and when they come home uh i think they still have to like cook and clean um but he like tells them the things that he learned that day and like impresses (laughs) them with his knowledge and if you had seen these women like talk about this man, they were like moved to tears talking about how smart he was. I was like, what is going on? Because <laughs> a rocket science, he was a scientist. He was not. Um, this sounds like a third grader doing like virtual learning. Like, that's what I learned today. <laughs> Very much that. <laughs> Very much that. Like, oh, wow. It it's mind boggling that these people exist and how they find each other. I, it blows my mind. Yeah. Um, and then the other, and these are both like pint sized like black men. <laughs> <laughs> the other one is this teeny tiny man who apparently like um is a public official. I forgot where he said he's from, but he's what? like a city councilman <laughs> for somewhere. Wow. But his fa- I think like Ohio, like somewhere in Ohio. And his family actually lives in Florida. So he commutes from Ohio to Florida. Um wait, where- like all the wives are in Florida? All the wives and children are in Florida. Mm, that's fishy. That's right. suspicious. Exactly. On the taxpayer's dollar, I'm sure he's flying mm-hmm. back and forth. But 
So he's been married to this woman. He like cheated on her constantly. She like, while they were separated, he found another woman and then they decided to get back together. And somehow he convinced his wife who left her husband because he was cheating on her who found another woman. She convinced, he convinced her to be in this uh, polygamous marriage. So now they're all doing that. He's trying to date the third and yeah. I, I just it's it just it's mind-boggling to me that women are signing up for these things because <laughs> like when you first said he works in ohio the family's in florida my mind i automatically went to like well clearly he's cheating but then oh, i was like, sure he is i was like oh well he has multiple wives but then hearing this background i'm like oh absolutely um i'm definitely i'm sure he is yeah um but it's just like the most like weirdest looking men that are on this show and i'm just like (laughs) is it that hard out here sisters is it that hard for us my god that we are signing up to be with these basic ass men yeah (laughs) oh god so yeah that and then the last thing it's an actual scripted show like everything i watch is (laughs) reality but um the boys on amazon it's that like superhero show about like you know what would happen if superheroes were real and they were a corporation and yeah it's just it's getting real good this season so what about you what you got your ass on (laughs) so with everything going on with netflix you know i don't know if i'm gonna be canceling it anything well i don't pay for it but the person I shared with, <laughs> they're going to cancel it. So I watched uh, Bridgerton and Russian Doll, uh-huh. which uh, I, I enjoyed both of those. I thought, hadn't you already watched those? I, had started, like of it. Oh, I okay. started. I hadn't finished yet. Gotcha. So finished both of those. Um, and then on Hulu, um, actually last night I watched the movie Good Luck to You, Leo Grant. Have you seen previews for that? No. Emma Thompson. No. So it's Emma Thompson and then this actor Daryl McCormick. And so basically, like Emma Thompson's character, uh, Nancy, she is a widow and she um, you know, hires a male escort to Oh yes, I have yes. this. <laughs> yeah. So it was I, I I really liked it. Um Daryl is oh my god gorgeous um but i kind of expected it to be like uh kind of like an updated flipped pretty woman Mm -hmm. um it's not quite that but Mm. it's still still a very heartwarming story so i definitely recommend it okay and then on paramount plus i've been watching the new season of iCarly and And uh, the real world homecoming for New Orleans. Oh, they're doing like multiple. Yeah, so more? They, they did uh, New York and they did LA. Mm-hmm. Um, so the real what I need to watch New York. Um, but I watched Venice Beach because you know we had that Tammy clip where she was like, "You don't say it neither because you Latina." So I was like, <laughs> "Oh, I have to watch this immediately." Um, so like that was good i really enjoyed it and i i I watched that season but you know i was really little so there's a lot of stuff i didn't remember 
but like New Orleans, like they jumped to, I think New Orleans was like 2000. Okay. So, you know, like I was, how old was I? Or 14, I think when that was on. So like, these were people like, you know, I kind of understood a little bit better. Like I'm like, you know, a teenager, mm-hmm. preteen, whatever. And uh, I remembered a lot of like the storyline more. And when it was also, did you watch that season? This have the come on, be my baby. Tonight. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. I've seen the way you treated other thugs <laughs> you've been with. <laughs> yes. Um. So that was uh. He went by David, or his name uh, on the show is David, but now he goes by Tokyo. <laughs> and but I will say, I actually because I found David very annoying on the show. Mm-hmm. But present day Tokyo, I liked him so much more. Okay. Um, but uh, I did not like Julie. Julie was like the Mormon virgin girl on the show. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I did not like her, and I remember watching with my family. I think my mom and my aunt, and nobody liked Julie. And then <laughs> so watching uh, the reunion, every, like, uh, well, a few of the cast members had beef with Julie. And everybody was like, that's the person I'm dreading seeing. And then Ooh. one of the girls, uh, Kelly, she's married to Scott Wolf from Party of Five. Oh. Yeah. And so she was just like, Julie is like stressing me out. Like she's too much. Like everyone. And like she, well, sorry. Spoiler. I won't, whatever. I won't spoil it. But anyways, everyone. Was, okay. <laughs> spoiler. So Kelly ends up leaving early. She only leaves like a day early. But julie was like is it because of me and kelly said no but i think partially probably was because of julie but (laughs) like julie like julie went from being this very closed-minded you know small town girl to like now she's like you know i'm like sexually free and i'm like liberal and like me and my husband left the mormon church which good for you but like she's still very much okay this is what pissed me off the most they went out to a club when she was on the show, I think she was 18. She couldn't drink. She wanted to drink anyway. But they go out to um, a club that's having like a drag show. She gets wasted. And uh-huh. so David, or sorry, Tokyo and uh, Jamie are like, you know, we got to figure out how to get her out of here. And they're like, we're going to go. And she's like, I'm not leaving. I'm having a good time. Like, girl is wasted. So Tokyo like picks her up and like carries her out. And uh-huh. so she's like, no, I was having a good time. As soon as they get in the car, she passes out. And then they get to the house. They open the door. She falls out, like, just limp weight onto, onto the pavement. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hilarious. And so they get her upstairs. And she's, like, sick. She's, like, throwing up. And she's sharing a room with Tokyo. And so um, he, like, you know, puts a trash can by her bed. And she, he's like, you know, it's going to be okay, whatever. Like being so like more sweet than she deserves. And okay. so he even like got a pillow and like slept on the floor beside her bed. And wow. yeah. And wow. I, which made me nervous. I'm like, what if she turns that way and throws up on your head? But whatever. Um, so very, very sweet, very selfless. And then the next day she was like, um, I I don't like how he manhandled me and carried me out the club. Oh god. And, right. And so I was really glad that, um, do you remember Melissa? She was like half black, half Filipino. Vaguely. 
So she was like, okay, what you're not going to do is call a black man aggressive because he was there for you. And like, now you're trying to paint this narrative that like, he's some kind of, you know, he's aggressive and he was being violent with you. And like, no, like, I'm not going to let you do that to him. Mm -hmm. So I also really enjoyed Melissa's growth because I felt like on the original run on the show, and I think my, me and my family would talk about this, like, it kind of felt like she was, I don't know, like almost trying to like, I don't, I don't want to say like uh, aspire to whiteness, but like, mm-hmm. I think she, and she talked about a little bit having like some, you know, racial identity issues. And I feel like now, like she's very much, you know, comfortable in her skin, being black and Filipina. Like, so I really, like, she always had Tokyo's back. It was really great. So, okay. um, but yeah, at the end when everybody left, I think because like um, this, like I said, this cast, like I remember more of like, you know, watching it in real time. I was like, oh man, I forgot how sad I used to get when like real world would end and they would move or they would move out. <laughs> Is that just me? <laughs> I would get so sad. Like, I mean, real world was such like a huge part of like, my childhood and teen years like I watched it religiously I would watch reruns like I remember being in high school at band camp and I was like I can name every single person on every season of real world and sitting there and going through it oh wow um, yeah wow. I mean I can't do it now but <laughs> at the time I could so like I was you like oh, band camp huh say it that's what you did at band camp, huh? Well, it was like during, because we'd be outside, then we had lunch, and then we would practice inside. So it was like during lunch. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I I was like, oh, man, like, this used to, like, really break my heart when they would leave, like, and so I felt like a little tinge of that, like, when they moved out of the, the homecoming house. So, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you're judging me so hard (laughs) i mean it's okay they'll be in a new city next season (laughs) well i mean but it's not the same because you know it's not like a regular real world so um but yeah anyways it was i i highly recommend the real world homecomings they are they are very good i've oh my god definitely watch la because that that one was fucking crazy have they done the Vegas one? I feel like they need, they were. No, they've only done these three. And I was kind of surprised they did one and two and then jumped to like, I don't know what New Orleans was, like season 10 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, no, Las Vegas was, I want to say like two or three seasons after New Orleans. But yeah, that is, uh, that's it for me. All righty. Well, thank y'all so much for listening to us and coming on back and supporting and, you know, continue to like, subscribe, uh, tell a friend about the podcast. You can listen to us on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Podbean, uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts you can find us there at their eyes were watching tv podcast and you can find us on instagram wait wait, wait. so wait sorry was that is that the right thing that's not it <laughs> the 
that's not it. <laughs> Wait. Oh, you were just saying the title. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Of our, okay, like, right. our names and our Instagram ha- handle <laughs> and Facebook. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's T-E-W-W-T-V podcast. I think that is all of our socials, right? Yeah. Wait, you did Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, sorry, Twitter and Facebook, right? Yeah. Because, yeah, and Instagram is their eyes. We're watching TV, all one word. Oh, no podcast. No podcast, yeah. That's why I was like, I'm I'm a little like tipsy, so I'm like, I don't think I heard that. <laughs> well, if you know, you know. But um, yeah, come on back next week. Yeah. All right. Till then. <laughs> Adios. Bye. Bye.